folks, Eric Gray here. I wanted to make a quick statement before presenting this podcast with Tia McBride on the subject of breast massage. Um, breast tissue can be found in, in people of all gender identities. Um, and of course, uh, some folks who may have that type of tissue may not refer to it uh, using the term breast. Uh, some folks like to use chest or, or some other term. Um, so the language that we use in this podcast more or less just reflects the you know, massage professional orientation uh, to this material, and it's not intended to exclude um, anybody. So if you are wondering if, if what we talk about in this podcast pertains to you and your situation, don't hesitate to reach out. Okay, I hope you enjoy the podcast. All right, so welcome to the Watershed Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Gray, and I'm here with Tia McBride, one of our licensed massage therapists. Um, and we're here to talk about a very specialized type of massage that Tia does. Uh, but first, I want her to introduce herself. So please just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're coming from, and, and especially, you know, about your, your professional training expertise and interests. You got it. Hello, everyone. Tia McBride here. I have been a massage therapist since 2008, so this is my 14th year. And I've specialized in breast massage for the past six years. So I've been a medical massage my whole career and then breast massage the last six. Cool. Great. And, and you moved here to the coast? Right. I moved to Astoria a year ago now, almost to the day, a year ago. Oh, really? Almost right. to the day. That's yep. amazing. All right. And, and, and how are you feeling about the oh, coast? So happy to be here. Yeah. I mean, I do plan on retiring here. All right. That's, <laughs> uh, that's what I like to hear. Okay. So let's just get right into this topic. So breast massage is something I'd say, I would say probably most people are not familiar with, uh, not aware that that's a thing that, that you do uh, or that can be done. Um, so just first, like, just tell... Tell me what it is. Well, often people don't realize that breast massage is a thing. I mean, it can still be construed as controversial. Sure. You know, people view it as being controversial. So um, I, I first got into this because I had a patient years ago who, six years ago, who she was a patient of mine before she got breast cancer. Mm. She got breast cancer. Mm -hmm. um, then she had chemotherapy and then a mastectomy. Right. So I was reminded of when I was a child, my grandmother had a mastectomy and mm. I remembered how terrible the scars were and she couldn't lift her arm up over her head anymore. Right, right. So I just wanted to make sure that I could help that patient as much as I could. Sure. So I started studying and, um, you know, my background in scar tissue, I, I was really able to increase that woman's mobility. Amazing. And so, so when we say breast massage, we are talking, I mean, it's a pretty descriptive term. Um, so just the, the massage of all those tissues, which normally are avoided in your average Swedish massage, somebody who's not trained, actually, you said it's controversial. And I think we should just speak to it directly, which is that I think for a lot of us, we would think like that's sexualized. We sexualize that part of the body a lot. And so that can be construed as erotic or as inappropriate. And so I think that um, especially in a massage context. And we all know, you know, I mean, the, the popular culture has a lot of unfortunate uh, information about massage out there. And so I think some people would think, no, you shouldn't be doing that. But we're talking about it just like, uh, so, you know, we, we all get medical care on a variety of parts of our bodies um, that, that have that, that connotation and we are fine with it or, you know, we have, we have context for that. Um, in this case, I think a lot of people don't understand that there's training, specialized training behind this. And so I think that would be the the most important thing to address right away, which is like, how is your training specialized to treat that part of the body in a way that's appropriate and, and medical? 
Right, absolutely. So you don't have to be a medical massage therapist to become a breast massage therapist, but you do have to have training. Yeah. And that varies by state. Oregon, um, you don't have to have a specific number of hours in training, but you do have to have, um, you know, know the anatomy, the physiology, pathology, right. Right. Um, ethics right. that goes into it. And so this is not something that you necessarily get at your normal massage training, but it's something you pursued training elsewhere. Correct. And did you go, was it like a hands-on training kind of thing, or was it more like online, just informational type The stuff? first class, I've taken two classes. Okay. The first class that I took was in person. This okay. was before COVID. Yeah. Um, so it was an in-person class, small, intimate class. I think there were maybe eight or nine of us. Okay. Um, and the second class that I took was from a different um, teacher. So I just wanted to see what else he could offer me as sure. far as education. So I just thought I'd take that extra class. And that was during COVID. So that was over Zoom, which wow. was interesting. Yeah. As, as a massage therapist, you know, you really want that hands-on instruction. Absolutely. Um, thankfully, I'd already had that. So, um, yeah. you know, I had a plus going into that Perfect. second class. So, you know, what what are the basic benefits of this to, to people who get it? Right. Well, there are... There are many. So it's it's for general well-being. Uh, this massage can increase blood flow, increase lymphatic drainage. It's also for relaxation. Um, I can really help people recover from surgeries right. with this type of massage. Right, right. And that, and that includes, like you've already mentioned, mastectomy, a secondary to anything. I mean, there's a variety of reasons why people would get that surgery, but um, you've also uh, written here about implants and, and other types. So you, even if somebody has an implant, it's okay to do massage. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's That's encouraged. Great. That's great to know. Um, and, and then uh, are there any conditions? I, I don't know if we actually talked about this beforehand, but um, conditions that you really kind of need to avoid doing breast massage or at certain stages of a disease process or something or anything else like that? If somebody has cancer currently, I'm very cautious. Sure. Um, you don't want to be moving that lymph yeah. up into, you know, lymph nodes where it might be metastasized. Right. So if somebody is, you know, currently has cancer, I generally avoid it. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. And, but, but all other types of surgeries or anything, it's, it's all good. Absolutely. Another surgery that people have is getting a reduction. Mm. Um, you know, I can help soften those scars as well. And then also a lumpectomy, mm. which is where they just take a piece of that breast out. You know, right. they take that cancer out and then hopefully it will not metastasize. And so you, I mean, you've already mentioned this, but I just kind of want to make it more explicit. Um, you know, the, the benefit, you mentioned some benefits, but just, uh, thinking about my practice, um, what I see a lot is, you know, people who have had any type of surgery in the chest, whether that's a cardiac surgery or some kind of breast surgery or whatever, um, that it doesn't just affect this area, right? The chest, it also affects down in the abdomen it affects the back it affects the way the shoulders move and everything. And so do you see that there's kind of systemic effects you know positive effects like that absolutely absolutely yeah that's um, scar tissue and the connective tissue can just create all sorts of havoc right. one thing that i mainly see if somebody's had any kind of surgery to the chest is that tissue sticks to the rib cage and you can't get a full deep breath and people don't realize that they're not breathing fully they just become sort of used to that the shoulders tend to curl and pull inward you right. just don't have free range of motion totally totally okay so just uh circling back to a topic that we already uh discussed to some extent 
um, you know, about the, the quote unquote controversy or, you know, th- that, that aspect of things. I think that comes up, um, you know, especially when we start talking about kind of boundaries and, and consent. So how, how does that process work? How, how do you talk to somebody about this in a way that makes them feel comfortable and respects kind of their boundaries? Well, I always make sure that my people are comfortable no matter what. Sure. We do have a consent form that I offer to people if I know that they're interested in, in breast massage. So I offer that. They fill it out. They can fill out any concerns that they have on there. And we go from there. When I'm giving a massage, um, I make sure that I also have verbal consent before I undrape that area. I would never just pull the sheets back. Absolutely not. Right. So that's just a really great way to make sure that your person feels comfortable. Another thing that's important is either party can can terminate the session immediately. Right. So as long as that person knows that if this doesn't feel right to them, they can stop it immediately. Right. Right. Yeah. And just because you got it in the past and even if you were on the table and you consented to it at the beginning, if you suddenly become uncomfortable for any reason, you can just say. Right. Right. Um, anything else about the kind of boundaries and consent or just anything that you would want folks to know? Like maybe there's somebody listening right now who's like, oh, this sounds kind of interesting. Um, is there anything else they should think about around around that? It's fine if not. Yeah, nothing that I can really think of. But something that you might, you know, even if they don't come to see you, um, you know, this is a concern. I mean, it's something that you want to make sure somebody does have the right mm-hmm. training and, right. That, and that they know how, how to do that. Um, so how do you figure out, you know, is there like a registry or something of folks who've done this training? There's not. And unfortunately, there's not. There's not an easy way to look up who is a breast massage therapist. Um, I have tried Googling that. Um, again, it's a controversial topic. So controversial sites pop up. Yeah, right. I did search for for breast massage in Astoria, and my name, thankfully, did pop up. Okay. Yeah, okay. so that's great. So, so and, and, I mean, like, let's say that I uh, am not the owner of this clinic and I'm going to some other uh, place. Is there some credential I should look for or some type of training or anything like that? Um, I've never had anybody ask me to prove my training before, but when you get continuing education, they will give you a certificate. Right. And often people post their certificates on the wall. Sure. So that's a great way to know. Okay. Yeah. So you could ask if you're a patient, you could ask, Absolutely. ask if there was training because there is training available. Um, and yeah, and, and I think uh, we just wanted to make sure to cover um, the legal aspects of things. So, you know, we wouldn't be doing it here if it wasn't legal. Um, but maybe you can just speak to that a little bit. Like, you know, how, how is it not just here, but kind of uh, across the country? Because we do have people all over the Pacific Northwest who listen to the podcast. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it does vary a lot by state. Um, I am licensed in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho, and those three states vary a lot. So hmm. in Oregon, you have to have the continuing education. Um, you also have to have written consent from your patients. Okay. In Washington, you have to be able to prove that you've had 16 hours of continuing education. You need both written and verbal consent, and you need additional consent if you're going to be working on the areola or the nipple. Okay. You have to have specific consent. And, and maybe a prescription for that. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then Idaho, there are no laws in Idaho, which doesn't surprise me truly because you didn't need a massage license to practice uh, until 2013. Yeah, 2013. 
It's, that's that's Idaho. I'm I'm from Idaho, so I feel I feel this. This is very much in the spirit of Idaho. Yeah, so. they're just a little bit behind on the times. Yeah, and yeah. it and it makes the rest of us look bad, really. <laughs> yeah, and there's lots of states, of course, that probably don't have these regulations right. on the books. Yeah, and as we've talked about on the podcast before, our professions—massage, acupuncture, naturopathic medicine—it's a patchwork of licensure and of and of. Yeah, training even, like to comp- very radically different training standards. So right. I do encourage, whether we're talking about breast massage or any, even, you know, just regular massage, like looking into the folks that you're seeing, um, especially if you're in a state that doesn't regulate very strongly is pretty important. Uh, making sure that you ask questions like, where did you get training to, to do this? I think it is always a good idea. Absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, you know we're at the 12-minute mark here. Um, we've covered most of the topics that are on our list. Is there anything else you want folks to know who might be listening and are interested in this? Not anything off the top of my head. That's our, that's absolutely all right. I think we covered a lot of good topics. And uh, if you're interested in this and you have any questions, um, you can always reach out uh, to us here at the clinic. And then you can also use the form um, that's at watershedwellnesspodcast.com to ask questions, uh, follow-up questions of Tia. And if there's uh, a bunch of questions that come together, uh, we could do a, a follow-up podcast or, you know, we can... Uh, respond it in a written way or, or whatever. But uh, thanks for coming in, and I hope that we'll have you in to talk about other topics in the future. Great. Thanks for having me, Eric. Uh, all right.